Hey, thank you so much for listening to our Big Time Talker podcast. We're broadcasting from Chicago. It's the American Library Association's annual conference and exhibition in McCormick Place, which is this huge convention center, and the who's who of the literary community are here. I'm talking publishers, librarians, book publicists, agents, and, of course, award-winning authors... And one of them was kind enough to join me in our glass-enclosed nerve center here, the podcast recording booth at the American Library Association Conference. Dr. P.L. Bandy is here. The book that uh, is the award winner from the Next Generation Indie Book Awards is called Rehabit Your Life, a doctor's notebook on navigating health and well-being. Dr. Bandy, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thanks for being here. Where is home? Portland, Oregon right now, but I am actually from Chicago. And spent- You're home! Yes. What's that like? You know, it's, it's great because I have missed this city dearly. Um, you know, you make a move, you take a chance, you take a risk, and some things work out, some things don't. So Chicago remains kind of near and dear to my heart. I mean, I love this place, and I'm excited to be here. What do you miss about the city? Um, I have a large constellation of friends, you know, the community that I built. Uh, I was here for probably 10 years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, and I love the city. I mean, it's, it's you're close to water. You've got parks. You've got restaurants. I mean. <laughs> you got the Cubs and the White Sox. And, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about your book. This is a meaty book. And I'm reading the back, by the way. I should tell you that Dr. Bandy, board-certified family physician, been at it a long time. As she said, went to school here, Wheaton College, also an MD from the University of South Carolina. Yes. <laughs> and my favorite part of her bio, a culinary certification from the Goldring Center for Culinary Medicine. We have to start there. <laughs> I mean, as you can see, I miss few meals. Tell me, what is... A culinary certification in the medical world. A culinary certification is really looking at what we hear a lot about now. Food is medicine. Okay. And uh, medicine is food, right? And with every bite we take, we have that opportunity to improve our health or do the opposite with it. Whether that's being fitter, whether it's being smarter, whether happier, safer, healthier, what. Every bite that we take explores how food is a prescription in and of itself, really. Um, And so one of the elements is to help, you know, individuals take whatever their preferred, you know, culinary liking is and identify ways to improve that, to reduce fat, to identify more nutrient, I say, dense foods that impact and help us become healthier individuals, reduce our risk when it comes to disease. So, Change is hard, Dr. Bandy. I grew up in the Appalachian Mountains where it was deep fried everything. If they could deep fry something, (laughs) they would figure out a way to do it. I'm convinced that air fryers came from someone in the Appalachian Mountains because they would deep fry Twinkies. Yes, yes. You know, uh, deep fried, uh, uh, you know, steak, country fried steak, which is like steak that is fried and then refried again with batter. Exactly. So it's tough. 
and, and you acknowledge that, I think, in the book, to change those habits, to move in the right direction, but knowing what to change and, and where to even begin the change right. is probably a bridge too far for a lot of folks. Is that what you try to accomplish with this book, to, to sort of help them retrain and, as you say, rehabit? Yes, I am seeking to not only uh, talk about the habits that matter. We, we have a lot of ways. We have beaten that horse to death. How do you change habits? What a habit is? How it comes into being? But there's not a lot of, not always, I should say, a lot of talk about which habits are most effective when it comes to our health, when it comes to where should you really spend your time? You're going to go through the, the process, blood, sweat, and tears of, of changing a habit, like you said. Yeah. The solutions are easy, right? The change is what's hard. Implementing that change is hard. And so you really want to know what, which of those habits are worth your time and effort. And um, those are how I break it down in the book itself. I talk about the domains of well-being that really constitute and impact our health as human beings. And uh, those are our fitness, our uh, mental cognitive function, our, uh, how happy we are, our emotional state, basically, our mental health, um, as well as our social, our uh, interconnectedness, our society, how we're engaging, right, in, in social connections. And all of those things come together to make us either healthy or unhealthy. And when, when we're not paying attention to those items, things kind of fall apart. That's when we start needing medications. That's when we need procedures and, and our health kind of goes awry. So uh, my book tries to address those habits that are worth your time to look at and say, hey, if I'm going to change, these are the ones you probably should work on first. <laughs> Part of what I think makes it difficult for people to change those habits is as time marches on, and believe it or not, Dr. Bandy, I've been around for a minute. <laughs> I know I don't look it. As time marches on, you get conflicting reports about what's good for you and what's not. Yeah. You know, I always feel bad for the, the, the potato farmers in Idaho who for many years were seen as, you know, the good guys and all that. And now Potatoes seem to be, you know, the antichrist of the vegetable yeah, world, yeah. right? And so with the changing landscape of, of what we know and what we don't know, are there certain things that are standard that are never going to change? With the exception, of course, is that Brussels sprouts taste awful. That will never change. <laughs> but besides that, are there, you know, things that are going to be steady in your march to rehabit yourself that you can count on? Yes, absolutely. The whole premise of my book begins with what I believe are the cornerstones of health. They're not going to change, and they haven't changed. Give me a couple of those. And those are going to be our nutrition, our movement, how we commit to sleep or not, right. and then a big one is our, you know, how do we utilize challenge, or what's our stress response and our stress resilience, and those are kind of the four cornerstones of health, if you will. And so they impact, they have a purpose and a sort of a different, I don't want to say meaning, but a different, well, meaning when it comes to each of those domains of health. Food, movement, sleep, challenge is important for fitness, but in a different way than it is for, say, 
preventing Alzheimer's disease, you know. Right. And, and so the book aims to highlight how those four cornerstones are different for different categories because you may not be interested in heart disease, but you really don't want to end up in a nursing home not knowing where you're at. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so if I can't motivate you to be interested in nutrition for your heart, maybe I'll get you when you tell me, hey, doc, I'm losing my memory. I'm really worried I'm going down Alzheimer's lane. I can say, okay, well, let's look at nutrition now from a different angle. It might motivate. Or maybe now movement and, you know, walking every day will have a whole different meaning for you than it did for just, oh, I want to lose weight. Now you're trying to prevent dementia. Your motivation is different. It's different, sure. It's more compelling for you. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do. And those would be the four cornerstones of, you know, health. When we don't pay attention, things fall apart. <laughs> I'm going to go off script a little bit, and I have to ask you about what is arguably the biggest medical story in the last several years, and everyone is talking about it. And of course, you're looking at me, you know exactly where I'm going with this, and that is these, uh, and I use air quotes with this, these, these miracle um, type 2 diabetes drugs are also being used for, for weight loss. Majoro, mm-hmm. the, what is it? Ozempic uh, yeah. is the other one, yeah. and uh, the Wagovi. You're a researcher. This book is very well researched. Um, you're a scientist. You, you, I'm sure, have been asked about this by your patients. I want to know what you know, and I want to hear it from a physician. Are these what they're cracked up to be? And do you see a value, not just for folks who suffer from type 2 diabetes, but as a weight loss supplement? What do you know? I would say, you know, I worked, and I'll be honest with you here, just based on my experience, my primary group of patients that I cared for during my tenure of medicine, because uh, right. I haven't been in clinical practice for the past three to four years. I teach primarily right now. Um, we did not have access to a lot of those medications. This has come hot and heavy in the last, yes. what, 18 and months? and so it's been growing. And that always become. I mean, these are the same questions you had with, say, uh, treatment for hypo or thyroid-related problems, right? Because we, I would get patients oftentimes saying, hey, why don't you just give me some medicine for the thyroid? You know, if we, if we use that, I could lose some weight. It's not really the purpose of those medicines, right? You're, you're targeting the primary problem of diabetes is to control your blood sugars better. Um, and so weight is sort of a secondary a, a piece, secondary piece yeah, you know. It. And that would be my experience with that. Uh, when we start using medicines off-label, uh, that's when we oftentimes get in trouble because we also need more studies for that. It may come down the road that they might be recommended for that. Metformin, for example, has an, an initial time period where there's some weight loss. And it right. sometimes kickstarts that improved weight control when you add metformin to somebody's routine. So, The book is uh, Rehab at Your Life. Dr. P.L. Bandy is the author. This is a well-researched, high-yield, uh, scientifically supported book uh, sort of a notebook of how to navigate health and well-being. If you could narrow it down to maybe one big thing you want readers to take away from this book, what is it? What's the one thing? 
Is there one thing? I would say yes. Uh, small is smart. When we approach change by small and consistent proven steps that we can do on a daily basis, regardless of whether we feel like it, don't feel like it, you that's it. when change happens. When we can get to those small activities, break down a problem like health, reverse engineer it, if you will, down to the smallest component, that's when we can get momentum going. We can take that first step. That first step is often the hardest step. It's where we get into paralysis analysis and right. and we don't do anything, right? We don't do anything and, oh, it's been 20 years, I can't do this. Um, and we have to remind ourselves that whatever got us here in 20 years was a process many of us don't remember how it happened because it happened in little choices. Very little gradual. Very yeah. gradually. So my, my premise of the book is utilizing those small but effective steps so that you can do them consistently and gain the momentum you need. I'm not sure what to think about this, so I'm going to show it to our producer, Lily, who's in the studio. <laughs> Dr. Bandy is a board-certified physician who, in fact, has the neatest handwriting of anyone I've ever met. So it makes me wonder if you actually are a doctor, if you write like this, or if perhaps you're a serial killer who's knocked off Dr. Bandy and brought the book in here. Has anyone ever told you you have great handwriting before and that doesn't fit? You doesn't know what? fit the MO? You know what? It... I have heard that uh, my entire career. In uh-huh. fact, yes. I'll tell you what happened. I took notes for an online webinar, huge webinar. Okay. I got hundreds of responses. Can you take, you make my life feel organized. You have changed my, I wish I could take notes like you, you know, because it's a skill. How do you take yeah, notes? Uh-huh. But I've got the handwriting too. I had a, stent in architectural drawing in the old days where you did all the blueprints by hand. But as a result of that, I said, I'm going to do my illustrations. All of the illustrations have my handwriting in them throughout the book. Um, I'm an author, illustrator, so to speak. And uh, So you drew all these too? Yes, I did all the thumbnails. I did all the... uh, that is my handwriting because people kept commenting on how unique my handwriting is. <laughs> okay, listen. Listen, now now, now, I, just, now I threw you up. Now you're moving into the braggadocio. <laughs> what are you not good at, doctor? There must be something out there. Self-promotion and marketing. I'm finding <laughs> out very quickly I, I marketing is its own beast, and, and time will tell how good I get at that. <laughs> Well, I, I hope that a lot of people read the book. Um, look, there are, and I don't want to scare you, but you can see it as you look around this huge convention center. There's a bazillion books out there. Yes. I'm not sure how many zeros are in bazillion, but there are at least a gazillion a, a, books on health and medicine, yes. right? Yours has got to be different in some way. Yeah. Or from a marketing standpoint, you're not going to be able to cut through. So if if somebody says, hey, Doc, how is your book different than all these other books health on health book. that are out there. I think on the first level, we've already talked about it, visually it's different. Right. I've presented the content differently. I've broken the what's usually a intimidating and dense text 
into digestible chunks. And I've used illustrations and, you know, design elements to break up for a better or easier reading experience. That's one thing. That's huge. The second thing I would say is um, I my book is aimed at meeting people where they are out in life. One of the worst things we do in medicine is I impose my agenda on yours. Or I don't even hear your agenda. Yeah. And so I fail to take into account where people are at, where what's even possible with their situation. And as a result, we just go like this, right? They aren't motivated. I can't help them. I'm frustrated. So I think that is one of the biggest aspects of my book is that in many ways it's it's almost a guide to self-discovery as much as it is a guide a call to action to encourage you to be part of your health care where the reader is meant to be an active participant in my book um, and then the final thing I would say um, it's it's a resource it's a reference you're not meant to take this to the beach it's too big right yeah, yeah. you're meant to pick it up when you, at different stages of your life, you're going to have different concerns when it comes to your healthcare journey. And it's really about finding which of these many habits work for you. Where are you most motivated? What interests you? What are you capable of doing? And when I can find that trifecta, I've kind of got the sweet spot of motivating you to take part in, in your health. I, my book is meant to help you find a path to better health, to really say, you don't need me. This is my unemployment resume. <laughs> you know? Uh, so that's, that's, that's how I think my book's different. It's so a whole lot of Dr. Bandy between the pages right yeah, there. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> and as she said, easy to read. This is not filled with a whole lot of professorial medical jargon. It's called Rehabit Your Life, a doctor's notebook on navigating health and well-being. Dr. P.L. Bandy, thank you for being with us today. Hey, thank you. This was an opportunity I'll never forget. This has been great. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And thank you for downloading our Big Time Talker podcast as we do it live from the American Library Association and their annual conference and exhibition at McCormick Place in beautiful Sweet Home Chicago. (laughs) I'm Burke Allen. Thank you, SpeakerMatch.com, for sponsoring the show. Thank you for listening. We'll see you real soon. Now go out and make it a great day. Bye, everybody.